Good morning, Radiate. Thank you so much for being with us today. We are so glad that you are on our online experience today. Uh, I hope that you came ready. You're leaning in. You're going to engage. I hope you're going to take notes and participate. I know you've already been participating in worship. And uh, at the end of the message, we'll have another response worship time. Uh, to the Word, and so we're just really excited about that. Uh, but I do not take it lightly that you are with us today and that you're joining us right here online, or maybe you're listening to it on the podcast later on in the week. Um, we don't take it lightly that you're with us. We take it very, very seriously. It's quite the honor uh, that you allow me uh, to be the vessel that God uses to speak into your life, and uh, so thank you for being with us today. We've been on this journey, if you will, uh, all month of August, every week uh, in the month of August, we've been on this journey. Uh, we called it Define the Line because we talked about how we have to define what side of the line we're going to be on. If we're going to be a consumer uh, in God's kingdom, a consumer in the church, or someone that just sits back and just only gets kind of what you want, and whenever that's not met anymore, you can walk away. Consumers don't have much commitment. Consumers just sit and enjoy or are you going to be a contributor? A contributor is someone, obviously, uh, that, that adds value, that, that participates, that is committed to what God is doing in the process. So we've been talking about this and in this journey of consumer and contributor. And I wanted to end it today on a, on a story that's found in John chapter 11. Um, it's an amazing story um, of, of miracle. It's actually a foreshadow of Jesus' own resurrection and i want you to title it this unwrap unwrap that's it just unwrap and we're going to title it that but i want to read john chapter 11 uh, verses 38 through 44 real quick and then we'll jump right in all right it says this it says so jesus again again being deeply moved uh within came to the tomb now it was a cave and a stone was lying against it jesus said Remove the stone. Martha, the sister of the deceased, said to him, Lord, by this time there will be a stench, for he has been dead four days. And Jesus said to her, Do I not say to you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? So they removed the stone. Then Jesus raised his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew uh, that you always hear me. But because of the people standing around, I said it so that they may believe that you sent me. Verse 43, when he had said these things, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And the man who had died came forth, bound hand and foot with wrappings, and his face was wrapped around with a cloth. Jesus said to them, unbind him and let him Go. Mark those few words right there at the very end of verse 44. Unbind him and let him go. Today, I just want to tell you that if we're going to be contributors to the gospel, if we're going to be contributors to the kingdom of God, if we're going to be contributors on this earth for Jesus, we have to learn how to unbind people and let them go. Let's pray. Father, take these words and let them sit heavy in our hearts. Let them change us. Let them motivate us towards change. God, it's your word that changes everything. And so, God, I pray that you take this and you let it mean something in us today. Let it move us and progress us toward the vision of what you have for us. And, Lord, we just love you in your name. Amen. 
You know, I think about this story and I think about the feelings that it must have felt. How, how do you think it would have felt for Lazarus to have been dead for four days in a cave, in a tomb, and then at the sound of Jesus, at Jesus' words, at his call, Lazarus gets up and walks out. How do you think it would have felt for Mary and for Martha and for the disciples to see a dead man stand up with the grave clothes still on him and walk out of that thing? Man, what, what a powerful image. What a powerful thought of what that would have felt like and what that would have been like. And, 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 and Martha actually makes this statement in here. He's going and, and Jesus is like, hey, remove the stone all this stuff. And Martha's like, hold up, Jesus, don't do that. It stinks in there. He's been dead for four days. Do you know? Do you know what a decomposing body smells like, Jesus? And, 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 and here's why I think that part's important is a lot of us are like Martha, that we don't want Jesus to get into the deepest, darkest places of our lives because it's been dead so long. We don't know how bad it stinks and we don't want to be embarrassed by it. But I just want to tell you today, no matter how long, you feel like you've been dead. No matter how long you feel like you've been in a tomb, no longer how long you feel like you've struggled with this thing, I just want you to know Jesus wants to call you back to life. Jesus wants to give you life. He wants to put breath back in your lungs. He wants to put uh, blood pumping back through your body again. He wants you to know that the stench that has tried to overtake you will not define you. Come on, somebody. Jesus wants to call you forward. But there's a couple things in this part that I really want to focus on and, and it may be short today because I want you to understand that there's not a, it, it's, it's not difficult to understand the purpose that God has for us in the gospel because he tells us some of it right here in this story with Lazarus. He tells him, uh, he shows up and everything's stinking and then he looks at him and he says, hey, unbind him and let him go. Unbind him and let him go. If we're not careful, we can forget about some of the natural things that are happening in this story. You don't think that a four-day-old decomposing dead body, all of a sudden the stench goes away just because he stands up, do you? Like, think about that for a second. The, the, the wrappings that are around Lazarus at this moment are smelly. They're, they're probably bloody. They probably have some nastiness on it. Like, there's, it's, not, it's not this picture-perfect glorious, uh, uh, picturesque thing that you're, 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 you're going to go through right now. It's nasty and it stinks. You know, I, I remember when I was a teenager, somebody uh, pranked my car. They uh, took some of that window chalk and wrote some stuff on my car at the time. And to get them back, see, I'm the kind that I don't get even. I go one up. I always go one up, right? And so at the time, I, I, what I did to get them back is I took a 10-pound bag of rice and I dumped it in their back seat and then I took some catfish bait. I don't know if you've ever smelled catfish bait, but it does not smell very good at all. And this is in the middle of the summer and I put it underneath their seats with some tuna fish up under there. And uh, they drove around for a couple of weeks, a week or two, uh, and they could not find the smell. The smell was there. Well, the only way to get the smell to go away was to get rid of the stuff. So they came back. This was a youth group. And they came back. And uh, when they came back to youth group about a week later or two weeks later, whichever it was, I can't remember, um, I showed them where the stuff was. And they looked at me and laughed. And they said, fine, you win. I'll never mess with your car again. I was like, great. 
but that, that smell lingered in there actually for probably another week past getting it out. But the only way to get the stench out was to get the stuff that caused the stench out. Now follow me. Jesus is looking at, at, at Martha and he's looking at Mary and he's looking at the disciples and he says, hey, I need you to unbind him. I need you to unwrap him and I need you to let him go. I need you to unwrap him. I need you to take these clothes off, the stench off of him. I need you to take all of that off of him. See, it's when we grasp what holds someone back that we can release what can push them forward. Hear me. we got to be at a place to where we are, are grasping what's holding someone back. What, the stench. we got to be at a place to where we are so involved in this thing. We are contributors in the gospel that we want you to succeed as much as you want you to succeed. But we all know God wants us to succeed more than any of us do. And so we'll do what we have to do. We'll reach into the stench. We'll reach into the mess. We'll reach into the nastiness. And we will unwrap the things off of your life through a journey of relationship so that we can see you walk forward. Man, we, sometimes we will, um, let me just put it this way. Sometimes we will accept people's shortcomings on a spiritual basis simply because we don't want to believe that it's wrong because we love the person. We'll, we'll sit back and we'll go, I know the Bible says that you probably shouldn't do that, but you're a good person. It's fine. You're good. Don't worry about it. All that. No, sometimes we need to look at them and go, listen, I love you, but I love Jesus more than I love anything. And because of that, I need to look at you and tell you that if you love Jesus, you follow Jesus and follow what Jesus says. And I need to unwrap some of this stench off of you right now. Come on. We got to get in people's lives and not just like call them out, but call them up. We gotta, uh, we gotta push people forward, not allow things to hold them back. We gotta unwrap this stench because here's the truth: no one is gonna get through this life without some kind of stench on them. No one, no one's gonna get through this life without some kind of smell, without some kind of shortcoming, without some kind of hardship. Nobody's gonna get through this life without that stuff. The question isn't, do you get through life without it? The question is, do you go through life with people that love you enough to pull it off of you? Sadly, the truth is, we can get used to our own stench. We can get so used to our own sin. We can get so used to our own stench. We can get so used to the thing that used to call, that tried to define us. Don't miss this. The stench was what tried to define Lazarus until Jesus showed up. The stench was what tried to define Lazarus until Jesus showed up. And then Jesus looked, he performed the miracle, and then he told the people around him to unbind him so that he could freely walk. Hear me today. The stench in your life may be something from 30 years ago that tried to define you, but Jesus showed up and he changed everything. Now are you getting around people that are going to unwrap you so that you can move forward? See, some of us, what happens is we get so used to our own smell, we get around other people with our own smell, so nobody smells the, the mess anymore. And so now we're sitting around people that aren't making us better. We're sitting around people that help us stink less. Come on. 
because I can't smell their stink and they can't smell my stink, so therefore we're okay. I need to get around somebody that sits in a room and says, hey man, you are struggling with pornography. Hey, you got an addiction uh, to social media. Hey, you need to treat your wife better. Hey, you need to, if I'm not around people that love me enough to make me better, then I'm around the wrong people. I need some people that want to unwrap the bondage off of me and that love me enough to tell me the hard things. Love me enough to not just, and here's the thing, some of us are going to take this and we're going to go, hey, you know, the truth is um, I, I, I can take this and I can say what I want to say because it's in the Bible. No, 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 in love. I've got to walk this thing out. I can't just walk up to somebody and be like, you're sinning, you're going to hell, you're not going to pass go. It's not, you, we can't do that. We've got to look at them and go, man, there's so much in you that Jesus wants to accomplish, and if you'll let me, I'd love to walk it out with you. I'd love to figure this thing out with you. I'd love to unwrap you. Sadly, though, here's the truth. Sadly, there's some people that want you to stay in your stink. Because if we stay in our stink, they don't stink as much. So it's become a comparison of morals and behaviors of each other rather than a comparison to the righteousness of God. And because I don't, I'm not as blatant as you, I don't stink as bad as you, I don't sin as publicly as you, whatever it is, I'm okay because you're doing it worse. And God doesn't hold us to the standard of others. He holds us to the standard of His holiness. Don't get around people that want to see you stink. Get around people that want to watch you walk. Come on, somebody. Don't, don't get around people that want to leave you in your grave clothes. Get around people that when Jesus says unbind them, they start reaching into your stink and start watching you walk around in freedom. The gospel removes wrappings and exposes wounds. Some of us, part of, I, just want, I just really feel very strongly that I need to say this. Some of us are still sitting with the same pain that we've sat in for decades and for years because we haven't allowed the gospel to expose the wound so that healing can begin to take place. Before you can get healed, somebody has to diagnose it. If you're sick right now, you got to go to the doctor and get a diagnosis before they can start to heal you. If you break a bone, you got to go and expose that to a doctor so they can reset it. Some of us aren't allowing Jesus to reset the wounds in our lives and we've got to allow people to unwrap us so that our wounds can be exposed. That's what the gospel does. The other thing that's really interesting to me is how Jesus says it. He looks at him at the end of it and he says, unbind them and him and let, let him go. It actually reminds me a lot of Matthew chapter 28 when Jesus is looking and he says this. He says, go into all the world and make disciples, teaching them to obey all that I command, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And lo, I'll be with you even until the end of the age. It's, a, it's, it's really similar if you think about it. He's looking at them and he's saying, hey, I need you to go into all the world and I need you to make disciples. I need you to unbind them. I need you to teach them what I've commanded. I need you to teach them my ways. And he's looking here at Martha and Mary and the disciples and he's saying, I need you to unbind him and let him go. I need you to create a disciple out of him so that he can go forward and make progress for the gospel. Jesus, throughout his gospel, throughout his life, Jesus doesn't make unwrapping others a suggestion. He makes it a command. Think about it like this. When he was feeding the 5,000 men, and, and there were women and children there too, what did, what did he tell them? 
They said, let them go. The disciples come to Jesus. They said, let, him, let them go because they're hungry. They've been here a long time. And Jesus says, you go feed them. He's passing responsibility to them. You go feed them. You go make the difference. <clears throat> you go give them what they need. You go give them nourishment. You be the one to give. Jesus is always putting the responsibility of unbinding people and reaching people. He's always putting that responsibility back on us. Why? Because when he wants to do something in the earth, God uses us. We have to decide and define the line. Are we contributors or are we consumers? If we're contributors, unwrapping people and creating disciples and helping people grow is no suggestion. It is a command, a requirement of the gospel. In fact, I'll tell you like this. If we serve a gospel that gets us out of relationship with others, we're not serving the gospel. If we serve a gospel that gets us out of accountability with others, we're not serving the gospel. I, I, I want you to really hear this. The real love of Jesus is getting your hands dirty just to see someone else become clean. Man. The real, listen, I don't know how we can be so grateful for the redemption of Jesus, the forgiveness of Jesus, the unwrapping of Jesus in our lives. I don't know how we can be so grateful for that and still be okay watching others walk around in bondage. Our call, our job, our duty is to go out and unbind them so that they can walk free so that they can walk in the fullness of what God's got for them, so that they can serve the kingdom of God, so that they can see all that God has for them. That's our job. That's our duty. That's our responsibility. I don't know how else to put it. I don't know how else to say it other than our duty when we give our lives to Jesus, is not to sit in a row and enjoy songs and complain that we're under persecution and to hope that somebody else reaches our family. Our duty is to go out and unbind people from the grave clothes that tried to define them. Everywhere we go, how do we do that? Through love, through investment, through prayer, through relationships. That's why... Life groups are so important to what we do here at Radiate. That's why teams are so key. That's why inviting people is so important. That's why sharing this video is so important. All that stuff. Why? Because it's a way that we can help people get unbound. When's the last time you prayed for someone else's salvation? When's the last time that you got into somebody else's mess? Not drama, not Facebook arguments, not political conversations. Their mess and looked at them and said, Jesus is the only way to walk out of this. When's the last time you invited somebody to church? Well, we're not going to church right now. You are right now. If it takes meeting physically in order to get somebody to church... We're probably worshiping the wrong thing. Hear me today. Our goal, our job is not to sit back and hope somebody else unbinds them. Our job, if we are in proximity to them, understand Jesus looked at those close to Lazarus, not just like relationally close, but in proximity close. And he said, you unbind him. 
If you're close to someone in any way, shape, or form, it's your job to love them and help take the grave clothes off. It's my job. It's your job. Let us walk out of here different. Let us walk out of here with a Holy Spirit motivation that says we are going to unwrap people. We are going to make a difference. We can't forget that Jesus, the entire reason Jesus came was for relationship. The entire reason Jesus died on a cross was for relationship. Jesus died for relationships. Jesus broke cultural laws for relationship. The woman at the well, he never should have talked to, but he had intimate conversation with her instead. Jesus embraced those that he never should have embraced. Think about Zacchaeus. He never should have sat at a table with Zacchaeus. He never should have been at Zacchaeus' house. And Jesus was all about relationship. And just because things look different right now, we can't forget that. And so what I want to end this on today is actually really, really simple. I want to encourage you. I want to tell you. I want to motivate you. I want to refocus you that if you're deciding that you are going to be contributor in the kingdom of God, because that's what God has called us to be. If we give our lives to him, we are to be contributors in the kingdom and in the gospel. If that's what we are to do, I just want you to know our job is to unbind people. I encourage you to do something this week. Maybe, maybe you can do it today. But sit down with a piece of paper and write down the names of those that you can think of off the top of your head that you need to pray for and reach out to. Who are they? Who can we reach? Who can we check on? Who can we walk through life with? Who's the Spirit putting in your, in your mind right now? And then there's, I'm going to pray with you. And I'm going I'm to ask God to just let the Holy Spirit just kind of let that let those names roll in your head. And then after that, I'm going to pray salvation with somebody. I'm going to pray salvation with somebody because you have heard today that you don't have to stay in your grave clothes. Jesus doesn't care how long you've been dead and he doesn't care how long you've been stinking. He just wants you. And I want to pray salvation over you today. I want to pray salvation with you today because a new life begins with you today. And then we're going to walk this out with you. After you text a, no, a word to a number, we're going to send you some resources and we're going to reach out and we're going to be there with you through the whole thing. But right now, I just want to pray for every person under the sound of my voice that the Holy Spirit would give us names of people that we can reach. Father, thank you. Thank you that we are the ones that get to stand by the tombs of people who feel like their lives are dead. And you get to look at us and tell us to unbind them. Thank you for what you're doing in our lives. Thank you for what you're doing in our church. Because God, here's what I know. We're in the middle of a national pandemic, but our best days are ahead of us. You're doing miraculous things right now. God, you've given us opportunity to serve people. You've given us opportunity to see lives change. You've given us opportunity to see salvation. God, you're giving us opportunity to be generous. And God, I love you. I thank you for that. But God, if we don't help unbind people from the bondage that's holding them back, God, I don't know that we're doing our full effort. So help us with that. God, right now, I pray that the Holy Spirit over every person that's watching this or listening to this later in the week, I pray that uh, the Holy Spirit will begin to put names in our heads and our spirits and our hearts. God, that we need to reach out to that we need to, through the power of God, call forth out of that grave, and we need to begin unbinding them. 
And Jesus, I just pray there are people that we've been praying for for years that are going to come home to the kingdom of God. And they're going to give their lives to you. Help us know what to do and how to do it. Now, if you're sitting out there today and, and you know that today is the day you need to give your life to Jesus, can I just ask you right now to just repeat this prayer with me? Say, Dear Jesus, I give you everything I have. <clears throat> Forgive me for who I was, but thank you for who you have made me to be. I accept the forgiveness of the cross and I give you my life. Thank you for making room for me in the family of God. If you prayed that prayer, the Bible says if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord, then you shall be saved. And I just want to tell you, welcome to the family of God today. There's a number on the screen. I need you to text that word to that number. We want to walk this thing out with you. We are not leaving you alone. We will hold your hand and we will answer any questions you have. We want to see you succeed. Right now, we're about to move back into a time of worship. We're going to respond to God's word in worship one more time today. Thank you for being with us. Hey, let's go out. Let's change the world and let's unbind some people this week. I love you guys so much.